Hey, it's Friday. It's Friday, the end of the week and the last day. It's the Couch Potato Sports Report here live at 6 o'clock here at Mission Road Studios. It's Mo Better with T-Bird and the other guy, OG Andrew. Good evening, gentlemen. Good, Good evening, evening, Ladybug. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I'm excited for tonight. We've got a lot of great topics to jump into, but we kind of want to do a little reverse a little bit. We forgot a very important day last week, last Friday, was Jackie Robinson Day. Want to get your thoughts on the impact that man had on the game and what this day means to us all? Yeah, great, great, great. He uh, he had a little bit, I, I mean, a big impact on uh, the whole world, actually. Uh, can you imagine what he went through uh, just to break the color barrier in baseball? Um, going back to minor leagues, uh, going through the horrific language just being mistreated. Um, I just can't imagine, you know, concentrating on hitting a, a baseball and dealing with what he had to deal with. And then when you get to the, uh, when you get to the league, when you get to the major leagues, not even knowing if your own teammates like you or want you there. Right. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And, uh, so I, you know, I think about that a lot, you know, because you, when you're in the minor leagues, you're going you, at that time, he's going through all those Southern cities and, you know, that was hell. And then for him to be uh, as great a player and not only a, a greater player, but a great person mm -hmm. as he was, you know, Jackie went to UCLA, a very smart young man. Just, you know, just dealing with that, Drew, what, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I I think his impact on the game is immeasurable, but he's also a good person behind that, like he said, and and he's done a lot of good for for baseball, but also diversity in baseball. And so I think it is he's one of the very few people in professional sports that deserve the kind of league-wide recognition getting, and accolades. Yeah. And I think it's great that everybody wears the it, it I think that's one thing that baseball has done right. Yeah, pretty amazing to see everybody wear the 42. Mm -hmm. I think um, one of the things that I appreciate most about Jackie Robinson in that era, we're kind of in the midst of around the civil rights movement, and it kind of set the, set the tone for athletes. It's more than just about the game. You have to kind of stand for some type of social justice. Use your platform. Yeah, we want you to play good ball. We also want you to be a good ambassador overall. No doubt about it. And and he was, and even after his playing days, you know, he was still an ambassador for baseball, uh, still doing the civil rights thing. Uh, you know, he traveled with Dr. King. He uh, met with Malcolm X. He he did all those things that, that was happening at that time. And, um, again, you know, his wife, not only him, but, you know, his wife went through that, you know, that time with him. And, uh, you know, with baseball, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to Branch Rickey. You know, Branch Rickey brought him in, and it was an unpopular move at that time. Uh, and he's like he said, he had to have the right guy, the right person with the right temperament where he couldn't fight back. Can you realize how that must have felt, mm. uh, you know, getting spiked, uh, uh, getting called names? uh people throwing stuff at you uh just a terrible time but 
you know, it's good that the, like you say, that the league recognizes that. And every year, I think we have a Jackie Robinson day with everybody, mm -hmm. everybody in the league wears that number. Uh, it's uh, retired league wide. And uh, I just think it's a phenomenal day. And I'll never forget being a little boy and seeing, uh, I think, uh, I think it might've been the Cleveland Indians playing that day. And uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, they honored him that day. So they asked him, uh, you know, what does he, how, how, it seemed like, how does he think the future of baseball needs to be? He said, well, you know, I, I'll be proud of baseball when I look over there at that dugout and see a black face managing that team. Mm. And I, I remember seeing that as a, as a boy myself. Wow. And I see the, the clips of that they play every year. So, uh, Jackie Robinson, very special person, very special day. And like you say, Drew, that's one good thing that baseball did get right. One good thing. Right. One good thing. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit more about uh, current baseball. Uh, your Braves are slow. I just want to say, I told you so. You ain't told me nothing. The season ain't even a third. We, how did we, we knew that was coming, right? Just coming. We, we set the stage for this weeks ago. And it's no surprise. Well, I, I say it's a little surprise, but the hitting is not there. And the pitching, the one thing that we thought the Braves were going to be strong in, the pitching has really struggled. They they just they don't have a they don't have a lot of great stats across the board. Well, it ain't about stats. It's about wins and losses. Yeah. So so again, it's tremendously early. And uh They'll hit, you know, the days are going to get warmer. Matter of fact, they're going to get hot. Uh, yeah, Dansby is being Dansby. He, he batting 130. He ain't the only one. There, there's one guy above above 300. Okay. Again, they'll hit. The pitching will come around. You can't win. Win. It's coming. It's coming. How it's many games we played? 14? Yeah. 14 games and he having a stroke. <laughs> I'm just I'm just setting setting the expectations for for you for when we have the same conversation in a month and you're gonna say, Wow, it's still early. It's, it's two it, months. It's in. still gonna be early. You're Again, gonna be saying that until October. I revert back to last year. Okay. When we were five hundred. Let's see, we weren't even five hundred at the break. And then we we win the World Series. Nobody saw that coming, did they? Okay, what what did you say all last year, uh, other guy? You said, uh, I'm worried about us. Well, what, what what are we gonna do? And then we riding through town in a World Series parade. And then you know what? I couldn't find him. <laughs> I couldn't find him anywhere, Mo. I, I understand, too. It's 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 the company line. It's a company line, Drew. It's a company line, OG, I, to just kind of just have that philosophical, optimistic, hey, it's a long year kind of line. Again, I think it's I think it's self-preservation because again, to be disappointed right now is just cuz it's it's usually the end game for Atlanta sports team. So I think that T-Bird is just trying to kind of just stay optimistic and not really lose it at this point and not really panic. So it's company line. I, I hear that from, from my friends that are Browns fans every single year, they'll go, <laughs> they'll go, they'll go six and 10, like, ah, oh, well, all through the year, ah, we got a good start. You know, 
this, that, or the other. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series last year. They did. They're not on track to do it this year so far. Oh, my God. Just want to remind, remind our in. listeners, Lauren, those listening to us live. Hey, uh, join the conversation. You can join us on Podbean or Facebook. Just search for Captain's Head Sports Report. We've got Roxy checking in. Uh, she's in Savannah. Happy birthday, girl. Happy birthday. Thanks for joining Happy us. Happy birthday, Rox. How old are you? 21, girl. But <laughs> uh, well, look, going back to, going back to, uh, it has, Roxy got a, well, listen. Anyway, going back to what Andrew was talking about, look, that's the way it is with all our teams. I mean, we always start slow, whether we got a good team or not. And uh, I think we'll be fine. You know, we're not going to panic. One good thing that we did do, we got rid of Sean Newcomb. Oh, my God. <laughs> this boy knocked your head off. He will not, I mean, nowhere around the plate but will knock your head off if you're standing in the dugout. We finally got rid of Sean Newcomb. We gave him every opportunity in the world to be great, and he just couldn't do it. He had that one good year where we really thought his, his talent was going to come out. Got great stuff, but you just don't know where it's going, you know? But guess who we traded him for? Jesse Chavez. 37-year-old Jesse Chavez, <laughs> who we had last year, but he got a World Series ring. Got so, a World right. Series ring. All right, guys. It's, 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 again, I think we'll have this. We can just press rewind and do this conversation again next week because I think it'll be looking this way. Wait a minute. Before we go to break, though, before we go to break, we're playing the Florida. Uh, they're not the Mar – I mean, they're, they're the Miami Marlins tonight. Guess who's in their lineup? that I told you that should have been in our lineup. Or hey, Salar, World Series MVP. We let him get out of here. I love Eddie Rosario, but we didn't need him. We needed Salar in the, uh, we needed Salar in our lineup. We need to beat the teams that we're supposed to beat. We do. We can't do That's that. one of them. All right, folks, we'll be back. Captain Ted Sports Report. But Salar probably gonna hit one 500 miles.
And we are back here live at Mission Road Studios here in Carterville, Georgia, live 6 o'clock p.m. Every Friday, you can join us. Find us on Facebook Live. You can search for Podbean, um, the Couch Chase Sports Report with Mo Betta, T-Bird, and the other guy, OG, Andrew. Gentlemen, there's a very big week coming up next week. It's the NFL draft starting. And we've got some needs for the Falcons, several places. And every year it seems to be the same thing that we need to draft. But this year, maybe we can really connect some dots in terms of bringing this team together in this, what is obviously a rebuild. So what do we need? What do we need, OG? I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Falcons have a lot of needs. I think they have tried to build out the, the line through free agency and more in free agency. I I just, it's not working. Um, We've been talking about their troubles at the line on both sides of the ball for seven years when Matt Ryan took that big deal. And I don't think we've, we've had a good line since, and then we become more one dimensional and we've struggled and defense across the board. I, I just linebacker cornerback. There's so many needs T-Bird. What do you think? Yeah. uh, You know, we started going downhill when we let Todd McClure, our center, go after the Super Bowl season. And we just hadn't been right. Right. You know, we picked up Alex Mack, which that was good. But everything around Alex Mack fell apart because he was solid. Uh, you had Jake Matthews. He was good. He was bad. But everything else was no good. Then we get Chris Lindstrom at the right guard. Didn't give up a sack last year. That's saying something in the NFL. But, again, the right tackle, the left guard, absolutely nothing. We draft Caleb McGarry, absolutely nothing. Uh, We we can sit here and just go on and on. And, uh, you know, Drew, when we talk about what we need, I heard an interesting thing today. Todd McShay. Mel Kuyper Mel, Mel Jr., uh, Mike Monyak, Mont- well, how do you pronounce his last name? Used to be the GM for the Raiders. Monyak or Moncock or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Really? Anyway, these guys are supposed to be the best at what they do. Okay, and they did a study uh, in the last uh, so many years. Mel Kuyper, you know, we hear him doing the draft all the time. You know how many he got right out of everybody that he picked that said he was going out of all these players that he said were going to be this? He got seven, six. He got six players right out of all the players that he say. You need to draft this guy. You need to draft this guy. So if those professionals are not doing the job, you can't expect us to get it right all the time. You know what I'm saying? These are guys that do film study. They go do interviews. They talk to the guys. They watch the uh, NFL combine. And they he Mel Kuyper been doing this for 35 years, and he gets six players right out of all the players. 200-something players that come through the draft, right? Mm-hmm. He gets six players right. So, and we're saying we need everything. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I I think between him and Todd McShay, I think it, it's very surprising. I, I'm impressed at how many 
of the same picks of the same position and the, mm -hmm. even the same player they have for particular teams. They, they assess all that. And I, it's, I'm sure it's all some the magic data. formula, all the data. magic formula, but the transition, I think it's a tough transition between it, it's a harder transition than we think between college and the NFL. Absolutely. If you're the best player on yes. your team yes. in college, you're just an average Joe in the NFL exactly. because everybody out there was the best player on their team. No doubt about and, it. And the game is, I mean, we hear all these players say the game is faster. And I think for the Falcons, I don't think they need a high profile player at this point because it's going to cost way too much money to get a high profile player. They need multiple very good players that they can be budget friendly. They, they can't just spend all their money on one particular I, I get position that. player. And we don't have the money. Right. So, so they got to be coached up. They got to be, we need good coaches to coach these boys up, run your route the way you're supposed to run it, block the way you're supposed to, but you got to block, you got to tackle. You can't have missed tackles like we've had in the last seven years. <laughs> That's what, so so do if you're the falcons do you think about drafting a young quarterback in the latter half of the draft i don't know i don't know and i'm i'm saying i don't know because this year's quarterback crop ain't worth the flip i mean you got a lot of average joes pretty much you hope that some of those guys develop into a uh the guy for the patriots uh tom brady no, the other guy. Yeah, uh, uh, Mac the Jones. Jones. Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. So, you know, I, I I just don't know. Like You keep saying it. Everybody's saying it. They're saying it on every radio station around Georgia. We need everything. So what we going to do? We're going to probably pick the best uh, available player at number eight. That, that's what we're going to do. So don't be surprised if we pick a wide receiver. I don't want no wide receiver. I think that this is the perfect draft for us to pick interior offensive lineman and defensive lineman. Yeah. I, I think we've got a quarterback in Mariota that can do a good job. Maybe he's not the answer, the you know, the long-term answer, but I think he can do a good job. I, I just, I don't know if we have, I'm worried that it's going to be a terrible year for the Falcons because uh, it's just rinse and repeat. Well, here's, here's, here's what's not being said. We can do the analytics, we can do the comparison, we can do our research and make a, an educated guess at who will transition well into the NFL. But what's not being said and what has been lacking for years, for decades with the Falcon staff is- What, blocking and tackling? No, T-Bird, you said you, <laughs> T -Bird, you said it. You got to coach these guys up. Yeah. You, have a ha you have to have a coaching staff that is good with player development. You can have a guy who's average, who looks good on paper, who, if he gets under the right mentorship, if he gets in the right program, it's going to develop him as a player. Then, then that's the goal mine. I know the I know the NFL really doesn't have a farm system like a, a lot of the other sports teams have. USFL, yeah, and <laughs> XFL, yeah. But I think that's something that's not being said. I don't think the Falcons have the coaching staff to really support developing any player from the draft. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if we've had it. Uh, even even with our Super Bowl year, we just got everything happened right. But uh, I, you know, we we just got so much stuff to do. So much. 
Yeah, I think bringing in a defensive-minded quarterback, when we brought it, hired the head coach from Seattle, defense guy, defense guy, and we have a good year and then a terrible year and a good year and just the yin and yang and just all and forth. All the coaches we have, first-year coaches, you understand? We, we hadn't hired a, a veteran coach in Arthur Blank's whole tenure. So maybe, you know, you might need to look at, at a veteran coach. and Pay a coach. Pay a coach. That, that's right. Pay him. Pay him. Pay him. And Terry better get it right. Because if he don't, he's gone, he gone in he's three gone. years. Less than right, that. Guys, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Talk a little bit more about uh, a really Be-mo good possi- possibility. Possibility for the Falcons. We'll be back. We are back here Happy at the Couch Potato Sports Report live oh, every sorry. Friday, six o'clock. You can join the conversation. Join us, Podbean, Facebook, search for the Couch Potato Sports Report. She, Roxy, darling, you rocking it, girl. We just wanted to hope Happy that you're having a great birthday. birthday. 65 years young. I know you don't look a day over 21. I know that. I know that. I know Go that. on with it. Throw that bass in there, Drew. Happy birthday! Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. Do I hear dogs howling? Something. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, Debo Samuel, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, They say he wants to be traded. Do you think the Falcons should make a run? Yes. No. 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 Absolutely yes. No. Yes. What's what's so what? Deb. Debo Samuel is that dog that we need in Atlanta. He tough. You can't bring him down. And he catches the flipping ball, Drew. Yes. You, you always want to be conservative. You got to take a chance sometime. Take a chance. We, we got nothing. We, get, we have what to start somewhere. What you mean? That's why we want to get Debo. What matter with you over there? 
Debo is an excellent talent. Don't get, he is an excellent talent. He's better than anybody and, we got on our roster. Yes, but at the what it's going to cost for any team to sign him is going to be way too much. It's not going to be that much. They we, can. We're going to. This is what this is the exact conversation we had seven years ago when Matt Ryan took us. all that deal, all that money. They had no money to protect. But him. you had to pay him. You ain't going to pay him Matt Ryan money. You're going to pay him with a top wide receiver in the league. They've been hollering ever since Julio left. We need a receiver. We need a receiver. Now you got a Pro Bowl receiver that can come in there and play right now and score that blame touchdowns. But and he, you want no, we got to wait. No, that's not <laughs> – but see, if you if – you, then everything else on the – everybody else on the team will be the exact same because no, you won't. can't put any – you're putting all your eggs in one basket. And he's a talent. He he nearly won the game by himself, that playoff game. You just moved out, Matt Ryan, okay? Next year, we're going to have $35 million, if not more, in cap room, okay? You're going to tell me you can't get him, get him in here now – Pay him. He ain't gonna get uh, uh, Odell Beckham money. Why not? He's he, a better player. He, well, he ain't gonna get it. He, he he gonna get right below Odell Beckham money because he just had his breakout year last year. Okay, so you get him in here at a decent price. Yeah, you may have to pay a little bit more than a Jarvis Landry, but you getting a hell of a player. Yes, he beat us by himself. He Last is, year, he is an excellent player. He he can run. He can. I mean, clearly, he's he's a dual threat. I just I think he is going to. The reason he wants to be traded, and I'm speculating here, but he wants to play for a winner. He's he's getting a little bit of that ego now that he sees that he's a he's a top talent, and I think a the place like like the Chiefs will be a, a it'll be an attractive place for him to oh, go. Wow. It may be, but you you at least got to talk to him. You know what? Uh, uh, Beyonce is married to Jay-Z, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to at least go talk to her if she around the corner and see if she might want T-Bird. Uh, okay. That's confidence. I'm going to at least that's go confidence. talk to her. Yeah, that's confident. That's confidence. And you got to go talk to this guy to see if he – look, man, come in here and be great in Atlanta. Get us back where we ought to be. I think I, I, I get it, T. Bird. I think I don't think there's anything about Atlanta that's really too attractive right now. But we do the need city. a playmaker. We Magic do need. City. A, we do need a playmaker, and he checks those boxes. I think that that's kind of the new model that I'm that we're really seeing emerge a little bit in the NFL, where you have that dual threat. You have that player right. that can you just toss him the ball. And he yeah, just makes we, something. We already happen. have one of those, Cordell Patterson. What if Cordell get? But look. The, the reason why he wants to leave San Francisco is because he don't want to be a running back and a wide receiver at the same time. He wants to be a, a wide receiver or a running back, period. One he either want to be one or the other, okay? Now, you got Cordell that's going to do both of them. So, all right, put him at the wide receiver, which is, I think, where he wants to go. There's your receiver right there. He's a dog, Drew. We ain't got no dogs. All we got All right. is a bunch of sheep. <laughs> so, so let me throw this out there. Historically speaking, mobile quarterbacks are not as accurate as pocket passers. I don't care and Mariota, about that. Mariota is not, one, he's not going to have time because the line sucks to get the ball downfield to deep. We don't know that yet. But also, he if, if Mariota is going to be rolling out left and right and it, – you know, this ain't this ain't college. It's in you know the Pac-10 where where Mariota's from. He 
you got to have time to let the plays matriculate and throw the ball down the field. Mariota is trying to rebuild his career. He's going to come in there totally focused, I think, than ever before. So you ain't going to tell me that he's not going to come in there and try to run this offense because he wants to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, I okay? get it. So you're going to tell me he ain't going to try to change? He ain't going to try to adapt? Yeah. Look, we still got the draft coming up, and we still got uh, free agents out there that they can try to find. This time, get something that hit. Okay, so don't say my line ain't gonna be no good at all yet because we don't know. I think I think instead of looking at Debo, who's an A caliber player, we need to find two or or three B level players that can fill a specific B. role. B. You can't afford. You can only get one A you player, or you can get two or three B players. You, look, we we freed up some money when Matt left. Yes, and the cap went up, so we got more money this year than we had last year. I ain't saying. You you got to negotiate with Debo Samuel to because one thing he wants to leave San Francisco, that's right. motivation right there. I want to bring you to Atlanta so you can be great. You're gonna be greater than you ever were in San Francisco. Pitch it to him, do whatever. Put a girl in front of my son. You got to get him down here to make us great. And you over there trying to be conservative. You think them fans? Are gonna uh, stand for conservative right now? I think I think I think one or two big plays a game is not enough to put W's on the board, and W's get fans in the seats. Team, and, fans want to watch teams too. win. Players do too. You're gonna tell me if we if people that know football, if we sign Debo Samuel, automatically I guarantee you we good for at least ten season tickets right there. I guarantee. Ten season tickets, sure. Ten season tickets. Plus but the ones we already got. They These will be ten new season tickets because I might be one of them. I, I get the, <laughs> the hype and the excitement, but the, the I guess, a little bit more casual fan, which is majority of the NFL fans, are, are they just want to see what what this is going to do before they, they commit to buying season tickets. I, I, you got to win. win. You got to win Drew. to get people in the stadium. I think – the Falcons have a, a, a problem, and that's how do we get the city, how do we get the fans excited about supporting this team that has underperformed and underwhelmed on so many occasions? I already know the answer to that. What's the answer? Win! Right. That's what you do. So, Wait a minute, Mo. I didn't mean to cut you off, but look, you know how to get everybody excited? You know how to sell more popcorn? Do you know how to sell more uh, beer? Do you know how to sell more Cokes? Do you know how to uh, uh, fill up every seat in there? You win. You ain't got to have no promotions if you win. It's going to sell up, sell out before you even, before next season. All you got to do is win. That's the best promotion you can have, Drew. Correct. And, sorry, and one player is not going to, is, is at that position, is not, not going to be the answer. That's part of the puzzle, Drew. See, let me tell you something. You sound just like your deep voice. You hear me? You just land there. Mean. You just land there. Oh that. my gosh, really? Come on, Mo. Come I, on, come I, on. I Drew. think he's Get making some me. valid points, though. I mean, I mean, think about it. It's it's you know, why do you, why do you wait until the draft? Why you have to be thoughtful? Think about Belichick. Think about the great organizations that just have these 
great systems for developing and winning and 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 really creating a winning culture but we not them but they, no, it's, they don't have to be but you do have you can't wait until before the draft or until the draft to start building a culture that's that, what i'm telling that's why we need debo now no that's it, part it, it's of building not start, that culture. it's not gonna start with a wide receiver it starts with the coaching it starts with so much more in terms well of it's just, too late with the coaching because he got a what a five-year deal a four-year deal exactly so it it literally means we're settling again for mediocrity because from from the top down think about the great franchises across sports you've got san antonio spurs that were a dynasty you've got the patriots that were a dynasty all of them had one or two key players at key positions good coaching and they they allowed they had players that made everyone else around them better have i talked about coaching Check, check one. Have I talked about we need great coaching? Have, we, have yeah. I talked about coaching up? Yeah. Have, Mo, yeah. ever? Have I talked about that? Yeah. Okay. I talked about that. Have I talked about building a culture? We did that. We talked about that last week. It's just like I told you with the picture. And, and, and I had plenty of people that uh, agreed with me last week. Plenty. When you, yeah, plenty, plenty. <laughs> I have plenty of people that agree with me. Drew, you still got to have something to go on. He's just a piece of the puzzle. You got in your draft, you're talking about building that culture. You've got a hit in your with your draft picks. We had 11 picks last year. I think we got one, maybe one and a half on the team. That's awful. That is terrible. And and that and that's been the way it's been the last six years. And you can't when you have the draft, that is your time to really develop your younger talent. And if we can't bring those young men into into veteran players that are good and even make the team, that that right there is a problem at our talent scouting and just coaching I, that's as what well. I agree. We've said that. We've said that, but when you got a chance to pick up uh, a player of the caliber of Debo Samuel, who is a straight-out dog that's going to drag people down the field after they catch, yards after catch, you, I think you got to at least kick the tires on that. Uh, that that makes sense. I, I see what you're saying, T-Bird. To, to be continued, maybe we'll put that out there in the atmosphere for you, all right? Oh, we'll be back, folks. We'll talk some NBA playoffs on the Couch Potato Sports Report.
We are back here live at the Cosplay Sports Report at Mission Road Studios in Cartersville. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, you can tell your friends. If you missed that episode, you can go back and find us on Podbean. We do have rebroadcasts. So, guys, and on Spotify, you can look us up as well. So, guys, all right, we're in the meat, in the meat and bones, the knit and grit of the NBA playoffs. What do we got? Who we got going on? What are the matchups, Drew? Let's just do a rundown. All right. So in the Eastern Conference, the Heat are up 2-0 on T-Birds Hawks. Uh, the Celtics are up 2-0, surprisingly, on the Nets. Uh, the Bucks and Bulls are split. And the 76ers are up three games to zero on the Raptors. Uh, in the West, the Suns, surprisingly, uh, are split with the Pelicans, one game each. Grizzlies are up two games to one on the Timberwolves. The Warriors are... 3-0 against the Nuggets. And, man, they had that great scoring run last. Oh, my God. It's it, it's they tough did. to – they are a team a that you can game. never – They're a video game. Yes, absolutely. And then the Mavericks, lastly, are two games to one against the Jazz. Well, but, in, any any games to watch, anything that you see that sticks out to you that might be compelling and kind of get your interest? Again, I think for the Hawks, I just don't want them to get swept. I just want <laughs> just win one tonight at home. Just, just make it a – Make it a competitive game. Good luck with that. I know, Good right? luck. Well, we'll get to the Hawks in a minute, but uh, Dallas and Utah. Uh, Luca is hurt, right? Yep. And Dallas is playing out of their mind, balling. So you, you, you know, you got to give some props to uh, Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. He done a hell of a job in Dallas this year. Probably gonna be the coach of the year in the West, wouldn't you say? Deservingly so. Yeah. I mean, this. I, I mean. To lose Luca, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't stand him anyway. But <laughs> that boy is good. And yeah. same thing, Devin Booker out games three and four for the Suns, and they're already tied. I think they could be in some trouble. They could without... be in some trouble. Um, I, I was excited about the Minnesota Memphis matchup. Game one was phenomenal, back and forth. But I was so disappointed to see um, Minnesota lose a twenty-six point yes. lead. And just tank. Uh, I think that could do something for that morale that I could look to see Memphis really making a push and taking advantage of that very important win. I'm just glad somebody else lost a 26 point lead <laughs> besides the Hawks. You know, we we terrible at that. Right. So you know, I I, I just uh, it's it's been a good playoff. You know, less LeBron, and and I think that's good because, I mean, again, I I, I like LeBron and but. I think it's good that you can concentrate on other players and other teams. See who's out there. See, see who else is, is good in the league. John Morant. Very, oh, yeah. Dude is this boy. Dude just, is just phenomenal. He, he didn't I, have the greatest game, but he always finds a way to impact the game. Did you see him come back and block that shot? The guy had a break. Mm. He went back and blocked the shot coming from the other end. I mean, see, that's what I'm talking That's when you hear teams talking about when they play good defense. That's oh. hustle. Yeah, n- n- that's rare to f- see these days in Very the NBA. Rare. And he's what, 6'2"? Yeah. I mean, high. this boy can jump out the gym. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's just good to see all these other players, all these other teams uh, doing great things. Even the Chicago Bulls, you know. they, <laughs> The Chicago Bulls made the playoffs. Um, they probably – they probably not gone. And I apologize. I keep turning my head, y'all, but that's why my voice is going. But I don't know if the, the Bulls will get through that series. What do you think, Drew? I, I think they 
have a tough matchup. I think they kind of a little bit got lucky. The chips fell how they did, but man, the the buck it's hard to to play against the Bucks, and but and they're the three seed. But Chris Middleton's out mm-hmm. uh, for what two to three weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's a big ups because, excuse me, when when Middleton, uh, I mean when Giannis is being controlled a little, Middleton is always there to bail him out with them threes. Yeah. So. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes if they get in a tight. And you mentioned John Morant hustling and playing defense. And, you know, he's a young kid. How come, how come the Hawks' young kid doesn't do that? Uh-oh. Well, you know what? Uh, Trey's just not that, that, that dude yet. He's still got time. But, you know, Trey is a scorer. So that's what you're going to get. We need other play, people to play defense. I mean – you got you got one score. I mean, without Trey's points, we ain't worth a nickel anyway. So everybody else ought to play defense, let them drive the basket and all that <laughs> crap. Jimmy Butler is 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 making a mockery of the Hawks right and now. And he, Jimmy Butler, I'm gonna have to react. To, he is, but Jimmy Butler ain't no super superstar. He's, he's he's in another gear. This it's, it's right like he's now. got something to prove or something. I believe. Postra pissed him off. Yeah, when they had that little run in, mm-hmm. because I've never seen Jimmy play like this. Have you? No, I've never seen him play like that, and and it's making me mad because he made it look so easy against us, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be that easy. Somebody need to bust Jimmy in the mouth. <laughs> if you're gonna file him, file him, right? Yeah. Come on, Drew. Yes, if you're gonna file him, file him. You got to bust him in the mouth. Let him know you can't come in here like that. I, I, I like that. I want to see the Hawks play some defense. I mean, the Heat have won both games. They've scored the same points both games, 115. The Hawks scored 91 and 105. So, like, it's not really close, but it's kind of – I just – I don't know if the Hawks are going to get one, Mo. I'm have they sorry. plateaued? Yeah. Have they, Mo, have they plateaued? Yeah. I think they got a little – a little bit lucky to be in the playoffs and and get the eight seed. I just I don't I don't know if they if they were the most deserving team. No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, bark at you on that one. You got to give them credit. They played when they had to play to get in them playoffs. They did, and they blew Charlotte out. So I'm gonna give them credit for that. Um, our Hawks are they're so unique. That's if, a nice if, way of putting yeah. it. <laughs> We are a good team, but we're not a good team. Right. And uh, one of the reasons we're not a good team playoff-wise is because our defense is awful. If you would have watched that game against with Jimmy Butler, he was doing it too easy. It's too easy. And then we looking around like, where's my help at? You've been playing 82 games, and the you got to wonder why your help The at. Hawks lack leadership. The I Hawks agree. lack leadership. leadership. Yeah. They are – doing what they can with the talent they have, given that they don't have any significant leadership kind of guiding the ship. It's just kind of out there floating in the, in the ocean. Important note, important note. If you look around the league, and I watched a bunch of games yesterday, all these teams that are good and that are going to probably advance, what do they do that I've been hollering all you? They take the ball to the basket <clears throat> on the fast break. They take. They don't pull up like bogey when you got a four on one and you pulling up shooting a three that you're gonna miss. Where the other they team get the so long rebound. So many threes. So and missed. And missed. That's what I'm talking. Well, we 
the long rebound. What was Jim and them doing? Getting them long rebound and going straight to the, straight basket. To the basket. Why Nate can't tell them to do that? Why Nate won't pull Bogey off? I don't care if he is a veteran. Set him down and tell him, you shoot another three, you dunk and miss, and they get a long rebound. Why you can't do that? One more thing before you get to me, Drew, is that I, I still don't understand Nate. I got to go back to Nate. You're going to put Gargi Dean. <laughs> what's his name? Gargi? Last name Ding, you're gonna put him in a playoff game with that importance, and you got Jalen Johnson, your number one pick over there, gonna give you way more than Gargi Ding, and you sitting him down because you don't play rookies. Help me, somebody. Help me. Nate more or less is a rookie coach. I mean, I, I just he ain't a rookie coach. He done coach uh in the NBA uh many times. He had the Seattle Supersonics, the old Supersonics. He had the uh, Indiana Pacers. Nate's not a rookie, but he coaching like he's one. coaching. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I. That's what I meant to say. He's 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 not uh, being that authoritative figure that he may need to be. I gotta agree with you. You know, we don't agree on a whole lot, but I gotta agree with you right there. Right. Um. One other kind of matchup to note: the Celtics are up two zero on the Nets, and yes. Interestingly, several oh. several weeks ago, uh, very good puck. JJ Redick podcast had Marcus Smart, who may be the defensive player of the year. He is talk about who is the hardest player in the league to guard, and he, without question, you ask anybody that doesn't say Ke Kevin Durant, they're lying. They're lying. How do you how do you guard the guy? You just ain't pray. lizard. <laughs> you just pray that he misses, but he doesn't miss. But the fact that the Celtics are up two zero on the Nets. Are you surprised by that? What what do you what do you think? I'm not surprised because what they're doing is uh they making uh Durant frustrated. Mm -hmm. And you know, he him and Kyrie, Durant went 0 for 10 in the second half. That's not Kevin Durant. No. But so that you know they frustrating him for him mm -hmm. to do that. And then Kyrie was off. But the good thing, the the one thing that I love about this is that Durant is sick is seven feet can handle the ball and think he a bad butt. <laughs> I'm glad somebody busting him in the mouth with that goatee rag <laughs> that he got. Why you gotta hate on oh, him? Really? I'm, I'm 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 sick of him because he kills the Hawks. He yes. just and he he act like I'm better than your whole team. He is. He went twelve for twelve <laughs> against the Hawks. Ky Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie went, you know, he couldn't miss. Right. And yet 55 points. Yet nobody can hit a shot against the Celtics. Nobody on, on Brooklyn can but hit a shot. But the Celtics, but they, they play, play defense. They play overall good team defense. They yes. They, and they get rebounds. And, you know, I'm going to go in and out. And I'm watching us the other night. We had three people around the basket and one guy from uh, the Heat in the lane, and he gets the rebound. Help me, somebody. Somebody help <laughs> me. Right, final thoughts, guys. Who's, who's going to win it all? Celtics have a shot because of the defense. I don't know if their offense can sustain a team like the Warriors because the Warriors can just you, – you can't count them out ever. Warriors. And because it just, it's Warriors. I'm going to go Bucks and uh, Warriors in the, in the finals. And it's a toss-up. 
Uh, you know, I'm glad that it's not one team that's like the heavy favorite. I, I'm yeah, glad that, yeah. that there's not there's, one dominant. There's a team. discussion to be had, absolutely, on who's going to take I, it off. I think it's a, I think it's a toss up, because without Middleton, it's going to be hard for Milwaukee. The it's it's going to be hard for him. Giannis can't do it all every night. All right, folks, we'll be back to wrap things up here on the Captain Day Sports Report. Back in a minute. <laughs> We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report live in Cartersville at Mission Road Studios. Y'all have been live tonight, gentlemen. You've been live. The debate has been live. We crunk, baby. You really are. You really are. Here on the last leg here, just some some random topics. Um, Acuna, he did his rehab assignment in Gwinnett. That's what I'm talking about, baby. He went one for three in the first game, went 0 for three in the second game. That's okay. As long as he on the field, that's going to make the Atlanta Braves better. You're literally just salivating. Just oh, my excitement. God, I am. I can't wait. To, I'll stop whatever I'm doing to watch Ronald Acuna play baseball. He plays some boots for baseball. Because when it's all said and done, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and he's going to be the best player in baseball for his all I don't done. disagree with that. He, Yeah, he, he, is very, he is incredibly talented. Probably the most talented guy on the field any given time. I just hope that the rest of the team gets inspired by him coming back and they play some better baseball. We got 154 more games to go, Andrew. Here we go. 154 right, more games. I gotta know. Go. I gotta know. I know you read. I know you saw it. Mike Tyson had an altercation um, in an airplane. What in the world? I mean, should we be worried? It what's nah, going on? Ain't nothing to worry about. Nah, because the guy was drunk. And he was chomping at mm. Mike Tyson. This this is what they showed on TV. And he threw a water ball oh, at wow. Mike Tyson. All bets are off. Tyson should have knocked his head clean off. Yeah. And and he could he could very still <laughs> do that. And but, then bit but, his ear, too. <laughs> but the, but that to me shows a young Mike Tyson would have done that. Right. But a, a mature Mike Tyson kept his cool, which I, I respect that. I respect is it, that. Is it fair, though, that he has to do that when he's out in public because people are going to try him people just because he is? People are going to do is? that, right. And and they're and, going to go to him and, and try and get him to do it. But, man, if you take one Mike Tyson hit. Ooh, ooh. My, my, my. I mean, uh, 
It's, 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 it, he was on a JetBlue plane. So that tells you, Mike. on JetBlue. I, I tell you, you know, Mike's. Uh, Times are tough. Times are yeah, tough. Yeah, it, it's a little tough for Mike, I guess. But, you know, I, he should have knocked the dude out. And like, like a friend of mine said, he got his TMZ moment. He did. Because I seen that, that tape and the guy threw a water ball at him and the guy was just up. He was, Mike was sitting there in front of him. So the guy sitting back there, and he done got up in his chair just chomping at him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what he was doing. And Mike was just sitting there, mind is up. I tell you, man, you better leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you to stop. I'm going to knock your damn head off. Mm. Right. So, you know, and, and I, like you, Drew, he should have knocked his, and then, like I say, bit his other ear at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we all would have liked to see that, but man, I just, I remember, obviously a movie, but The Hangover, that reminded me, man, Mike, Mike <laughs> yeah. will always ha still have that right hand. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I wish people wouldn't do that. You know, uh, like you say, Andrew, and you made a good point, Mike's a lot wiser. Uh, he's 55 years old now. He's, he, I think he's grown up a lot and, uh, he's made all the mistakes you can make. Uh, he, he's learned my, from them. Oh, uh, let's see. Like, uh, 30 million of them. <laughs> the, the thing about it is, is the question should be, is it really a good decision, whether you're drunk or sober to mess with a former boxer who has crazy and has the papers to prove? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not a good, you know, whether you drunk or sober, I guarantee you with that left hook Mike got, he, that dude probably sober. And they showed a oh, yeah. picture of him after he got hit. What he he, look like? he had a mark over his forehead right there. And I, I was so happy that Mike, not, that's one time that the authorities will not bother Mike Tyson. Right. Yep. On that. That was yep. self-defense. Be, because the question that I ask is, if it's you and somebody do that to you, what, what you know? What are you gonna do? You gonna let the guy just keep heckling you just right there? Just because you're famous doesn't mean you have to take abuse. Exactly right. 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 All right, guys. Uh, Lamonica dies. Um, former Raiders quarterback Mike. I know you've got some fond memories of him. Yeah, when I when I was a kid, uh, Daryl Lamonica played for the uh, Oakland Raiders. Al Davis, you know that was when Al was in his prime. And you know, the Raiders are known for going deep. And Daryl LaMonica was the one that started that, going deep. He was a quarterback, number three. He was 80 years old. And I remember as a kid watching the Raiders play, and all I remember is it seemed like every play LaMonica was throwing deep to Cliff Branch or to uh, Fred Bolitnikoff at that time. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate uh, that your heroes have to die. And for that era, Daryl LaMonica was a hero to a lot of Raider fans. And, uh, you know, it's just when people, when, when sports athletes die, they're not supposed to die. You know why? Because they're supposed to be here to entertain us forever in our minds. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you lose a, a great player like that, you know, it's sad. And on the opposite end of the age spectrum, what do you, Dwayne Haskins? Yes, like yes. It's the same thing there. And I, I just I terrible hurt for the guy because he was trying to trying to change his his career and and change his mindset and right. really was bought it. I just I hate to see a young man go through something yeah. like that. Twenty four yeah. years old, Drew. Yeah. 
tw- hadn't even started hadn't living. Even started. <clears throat> and uh, excuse me, guys. And I, I just, you know, walking out on the highway, running out of gas. I don't understand that. It seems like somebody because you got a cell phone. He Call- called his wife, so. Call a uh, a hero or something. Triple A, well, yeah. Triple A. I don't I don't get that. Now there was speculation that there was some female in the car oh, with him. Oh, I, that, no. that was that no. That's what the news report said that that was a lady. Now I don't know if it could have been his grandma. I don't know, but they <laughs> they said that I'm not trying to make light, but they said that there was a, a female in there. So I don't know. Uh, and I seen the um, online today. I seen the memorial service they had, and you know his his young wife is just she was just broken, and it's just terrible to see young young players like that lose their life, and they got all over the head of lose their life, and 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 things coming to an abrupt end. Um, speaking of coming to an end, uh, Villanova's coach is retiring. Um, end of an era. Yeah, I I think. I like the body of, of work similar to your boy Krzyzewski came no, no real program, not a real good program. And he, he they invested long-term in him. He built it up and consistently year over year, Two they, titles. Were, they were, they were very talented for a long time. So yeah, ultimate respect for Jay. Yeah. I think he won the title in 16 and 18. Right. And uh, you know, Villanova has always been a staple all the way back to Raleigh Massimino. And uh, did I say it right, Mo? Close right? enough. Is it what is it? It's close enough. Oh, Mo, you, I'm looking for some help and can't get none. I wish you ain't got that by yourself. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's uh, you know, now I'm gonna tell you what I what come out on the grapevine today is that number one, he's going um uh, to their front office to do be some kind of a assistant to something where he'll make a lot of money. Uh, the word is that he probably headed to the NBA. In I, time. I don't know. I mean, his reasoning was, you know, he just had to hype himself up and just really wasn't, didn't have the same real passion and, and focus that he needed and, and knew it was time. So right. I would think that that spells the end of coaching for right now. I'd, I'd be That's really surprised, really surprised. If Six months, a year. You know, it's coach, it's, it's you're, jobs you're, in the NBA every year. You're not, you're not an OG. I, I I can see that after year over year, it, you just lose the passion, but you're tired. I, I, I would like to think that he goes out on his terms because if he starts a whole thing with the NBA, mm-hmm. I, I just, I want to see someone like that, a great coach and a great person go out on top on their terms and not on anyone else's and stay and, and, in college. Well, Bill, right. Billy Donovan made the leap kind of, so it took a few years for him to get traction. Um, but, it's possible, and, and maybe there's something. He's got the Bulls, right? He started off with Oklahoma City, and then he went he to did. the Bulls, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, they ain't going to go that far, but he did He did make it. But, you know, everybody ain't calling Billy, Billy Donovan's name in the NBA wow. like they calling it in college. You're right. You're and, right. And that's what a lot of college coaches do. Yeah, Patino, Patino had to go and then come back to college because it didn't guy, work out. That guy. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other show. All right, gentlemen, thank you for a wonderful evening. All right, folks, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, Join us live every Friday at 6. You can check us out on Podbean and Facebook. Just search for the Capital Sports Report and Spotify. 
iTunes as well, guys. Thank y'all for joining us. Have a good evening. It's the Couch Potato Sports Report. We are out. Peace. Out.